Breaking news as United Nations panelist Dr. Katas was arrested on March 26th for the possession of a software-defined radio in connection with suspicion of spying activities in Tunisia. What does this mean for software-defined radio? I'm your host, Corrosive, and you're listening to After the Show, a Signals Everywhere podcast. Stay tuned as we take a deep dive into the legality of software-defined radio and what this arrest might mean for you. Before we get started, I'd like to make it known that I do not know any lawyers, have not spoken to any, and certainly did not consult with a lawyer prior to recording this episode. However, in light of the recent arrest of Dr. Kurtas as he entered Tunisia with an SDR, I believe it's a good time to bring up the topic of the potential legality issues revolving around software-defined radio, especially in a day and age when they can be picked up for next to nothing, almost anyone can own one of these amazing radio receivers. For those of you who may not know of this recent arrest, Dr. Kurtas was arrested upon his arrival in Tunisia under a suspicion of spying on various foreign parties. One of the main arguments that they used for his arrest was his possession of an RTL-SDR, which my understanding is he admitted that this was used as a part of an investigation while monitoring air traffic in Libya. And while I am not one to get very political, it would seem to me that monitoring air traffic in a country such as Libya is likely not something that's going to end well for you. Now, this is to say that regardless of the fact that Dr. Kurtas had an RTL-SDR, I don't really think that that was the main issue here. He could have owned just about anything, and the mere fact that he was spying on a foreign party would have likely still led to his arrest. However, because an RTL-SDR was part of the arrest, I believe now is a good time to start opening a conversation about the legality of software-defined radio, as this is something that has concerned me for some time now. In the United States, and I'm sure in many other countries, you will find that there are a number of laws already on the books regarding the interception and divulsion of information through radio scanning equipment. Some of these laws strictly stipulate that you cannot use a radio scanner for such purposes, while others suggest that you cannot intercept and or divulge information regardless of the medium used to capture that information. The question then becomes, is a software-defined radio a radio scanner? Now, in my opinion, this is really up for grabs because when you look at software-defined radio, you have to consider that the functionality of your software-defined radio is purely dependent on the software used in conjunction with that radio. A radio scanner is described by definition as a device that scans a range of frequencies, stopping on a transmission, and then continuing to scan once that transmission ceases. And while there are plugins and software applications that allow you to do this with a software-defined radio, what if you don't have that particular software package? Perhaps you're using it for one purpose and one purpose only. Does that still make it fall under the category of a radio scanner? Now, in my opinion, it does not. But that really is up for interpretation by current laws. And I think we will see a change in the laws over time as software-defined radio uh, sees an increase in use. Now, this could be in the form of laws that directly stipulate what you can and cannot do with software-defined radio, or we might simply see more broad laws that suggest what you can and cannot do in radio communications in general, and time really is the only factor that will tell us this story. So what laws are there currently out there that may potentially be a factor with software-defined radio? Well, I've pulled out a few here in the United States that I think may be of some value even if we don't know for sure how that might be tried in a federal court, it's important to know what the current uh, scanner laws happen to entail 
but we have a better idea moving forward what we may or may not be able to do with software-defined radio and how the legality of radio communications in general may change over time. One of the most glaring things out there is the law that regards cellular block scanners. And again, I don't believe that a software-defined radio should be considered a radio scanner, but legally, that's still up for debate. In 1992, there was a bill passed into law which amended the Communications Act in the United States which made it illegal for manufacturers to sell radio scanners or wideband receivers in the United States, which covered the AMPS analog cellular band. This covered a range of 824 to 849 MHz and 869 to 894 MHz. For those not familiar with AMPS, this was a cellular technology that was purely analog, meaning that if you had a radio scanner or wideband receiver which covered that frequency range, you could listen to any cellular frequency in your given area. And this was actually exploited to expose a political conversation between another party, which actually led to this inclusion in the Communications Act law. Now today, cellular communications is completely different than it used to be. There is encryption and digital modulations, and even if that encryption is weak, it's not something that you can simply listen into with an analog receiver and hear what's going on. Things have changed. However, the way that things were worded suggested that this was illegal to manufacture a scanner or wideband receiver, and I do believe that a software-defined radio falls into that category of wideband receiver, and it most certainly is capable of receiving that forbidden range of 824 to 849 and 869 to 894. Today I'm sure you already know that analog technology is no longer found in our cellular communications infrastructure today. However, if you live in the United States and you go out to buy a scanner, you're likely going to find that those cellular frequencies are still blocked out due to this very old and outdated law. I think that the way the law reads, that does technically make it illegal to manufacture and sell a software-defined radio within the United States. This being said, I haven't really seen any courtroom cases or trials uh, regarding the use of a software-defined radio for cellular communications reception. And the fact of the matter is, if you're truly listening to the voice audio of a cellular communication with a software-defined radio, that means you are also going through the trouble of decrypting that communication, which is going to break several other laws in the process. So I don't really think that this law is directly going to affect the manufacture and sale of software-defined radio, but the fact that it is still on the books, even for scanners, which really, when you get down to it at the end of the day, unless you're breaking encryption laws, um, saying that you're not going to, you know, remove the encryption from a telephone communication, there's no way that listening into those frequencies is going to get you anywhere. If you went into court and you played a digital mess of sound that you couldn't really differentiate what somebody was saying, I don't think that's really going to hold up in court too well. Now, of course, I'm not a lawyer, but I think that we should certainly keep an eye on this particular law because even though it hasn't really been tried against software-defined radio, and I don't believe that the communications you can receive without breaking other laws is really going to make a difference pertaining to this particular law. The fact of the matter is, if somebody was really motivated to, in some way, shape, or form, restrict the sale of software-defined radios, I think this could potentially be used to do that. Now, that being said, I've also heard from a number of people that software-defined radio is considered lab equipment, which would be exempt from a law like this. And it's really up in the air because none of this has been presented to any court or legal uh, entity that I'm aware of. 
But I do think that we really need to keep this discussion moving within the software-defined radio community to ensure that we can enjoy this hobby for a long time. Now that we've looked at a law that goes specifically into wideband receiver and scanner use, I wanted to look at something a little more broad, and that would be the FCC's guidelines for the interception and divulsion of radio communication. So looking at this page, what does the FCC consider to be legal in regards to interception and divulging of radio communications? Well, the mere interception of a radio communication, such as overhearing a neighbor's conversation on a cordless phone or listening to an emergency service report on a radio scanner, per the FCC, is considered to be legal. However, divulging that information or recording it could potentially be considered illegal on either a state or federal level, depending on what that communication entails. Divulging of radio communications that were transmitted for use by the public is, of course, legal, because any transmission that is made for public use, obviously, if you were to divulge that information, uh, it doesn't really matter because that is a public communication that is intended for the general population anyway. It is also legal to divulge broadcasts related to ship, aircraft, vehicle, or persons in distress. I believe likely that means that it is legal to listen into AIS for ship tracking, ADSB for aircraft tracking, and things of that nature. It's also legal to divulge a transmission by a radio amateur or citizens band CB operator because obviously those communications are meant to be open, unencrypted, and available to anyone willing to listen in. They are not considered a secure communications medium, so those are essentially fair game. So now that we have a general idea of what the FCC suggests is legal in terms of radio interception and divulging of said radio communications, what do they explicitly prohibit? Well, the FCC here has a page with three particular bullet points of things that are prohibited for interception. One of which being a taxi cab company intercepting radio communication between a dispatcher and a driver in order to give them a competitive advantage. Essentially making it illegal for one company to listen into the radio communications of another in order to give them an advantage over their competition. And finally, the FCC states that it is prohibited or illegal for you to sell or publish a recording or contents of someone else's wireless phone conversation, which would also violate the Wiretap Act in the United States. And finally, this FCC page has one last section on what equipment is used to intercept radio communications, and this is the one that I believe may have the biggest impact on the use of software-defined radio in the near future. It states that the Communications Act prohibits the FCC from authorizing radio scanning equipment that can receive radio transmissions in the frequencies allocated to domestic cellular services, can be readily altered by the user to intercept cellular communications, may be modified to convert digital transmission to analog voice audio, and it says it is illegal to manufacture, import, sell, or lease un such unauthorized equipment in the United States. Now, at the end of the day, what really matters here in the letter of the law is is software-defined radio considered radio scanning equipment? None of this has ever gone to trial, and I haven't seen any legal recourse in the use of software-defined radio outside of this case in Tunisia. However, if it happens that software-defined radio is considered to be radio scanning equipment, this could become a problem in the near future, because as we all know, a software-defined radio can indeed receive transmissions in the frequencies allocated to domestic cellular service it can readily be altered by the user to intercept cellular communications. And this isn't just 
intercepting cellular communications as they are or intercepting analog communications, it is possible to decrypt GSM A51 and actually listen to decrypted cellular communications. While we don't see this a lot, it is absolutely possible. And finally, this last stipulation here, which really concerns me, is that it may be modified to convert digital transmissions to analog voice audio. And I'm sure a lot of you, if you have any experience with DSD, you know that this sounds eerily familiar, because this is exactly what DSD does. It takes digital audio and then converts it back into analog audio so you can understand what the communication of that transmission is. So at the end of the day, we have to ask ourselves, is software-defined radio actually legal in the United States? And is it legal in other countries? As it stands, the letter of the law, at least as far as what I can tell as a general consumer, this is under the Communications Act as radio scanning equipment. And so the real question ends up being, is a software-defined radio considered radio scanning equipment? And in my opinion, at least, this depends purely on how you use your SDR. If you happen to use your SDR purely as an ADS-B receiver, I wouldn't consider that to be radio scanning equipment. Or if you happen to use your SDR to just tune around the band and listen for various things, I also don't consider that to be radio scanning equipment. When you think about radio scanning equipment, you're generally thinking about a scanner. And the funny thing is, when you look at scanners, even they sound like they violate the very law that this particular act prohibits. Because as I read here earlier, the law states that it prohibits the modification of radio scanning equipment to be used to convert digital transmission to analog voice audio. Well, that sounds a whole lot like a digital scanner, doesn't it? There are plenty of scanners on the market that can take P25 digital audio, DMR digital audio, NXDN, and various other digital voice modes and convert them back to analog voice audio for you to listen into. And so I think what we have here is just a number of radio communications laws on the books that some politicians completely ignore completely, and then you have other sections of, say, the Communications Act that are followed to a T, even though they really don't pertain to how radio communications is used today. We take a look, for example, at the stipulation against cellular frequencies um, being enabled within a particular radio scanner, and you'll still find today in 2019 that you cannot buy a radio scanner directly from a manufacturer without those frequencies blocked out of the radio, even though if you were to listen to those ranges, you're still not going to hear analog audio in any way, shape, or form because those frequencies just don't have an allocation for analog audio. We use digital audio and encryption for all of our cellular communications today, and yet you find that it is still technically illegal to make a scanning device that can listen into those frequencies regardless of the fact that it's encrypted digital modulation. I suppose my concern here really is at the end of the day, when you take a look at the laws that are on the books and the definition of a software-defined radio, we really don't know where things stand. And the fact is that if somebody really, really wanted to target software-defined radio because they felt it was misused in some way, shape, or form, there may potentially be a case against it. And I would hate to see anything negative happen to the software radio community because it is just so amazing what it has done for the radio scanner hobby and experimenters in general. There's so much you can do with software-defined radio, 
And I would hate to see some law that's 15 years old that doesn't really pertain to what we do today be used against us. And with this being said, we haven't even touched on transmit-capable software-defined radio. And unfortunately, this is where my real concerns about the legality of software-defined radio truly comes into play. SDR is absolutely amazing. You can purchase a software-defined radio for under $200 that can transmit from HF all the way into about 6 gigahertz and anywhere in between. So you can transmit on 1.5 gigahertz or 5.8 gigahertz. You can transmit down to 280 megahertz or anywhere across the band. And in a lab environment for somebody who wants to learn or for an amateur radio operator who wants to experiment within their own licensed band, this is an invaluable tool unlike anything we've ever seen before. It is absolutely astonishing what you can do with a software-defined radio. My concern, however, is what happens when a bad actor decides to take this technology and do something stupid with it. Let's say, for example, somebody wants to go and run an open BTS base station for GSM. Sure, you could have somebody in their home running into a dummy load or using really low power in a lab environment learning about how the GSM stack works, and that is amazing. But likewise, you could have somebody that wants to take a bidirectional amplifier, slap it onto the end of that SDR, and try to capture communications in their town. Or, likewise, you could have somebody transmitting GPS and trying to jam uh, global positioning satellites. Or you could have somebody who is sitting there trying to make um, some ADSB packets so that they can make it appear as if an aircraft is going to crash into a town or into another aircraft. And we've already seen demonstrations of some of these things at DEF CON and other hacker conferences. I don't believe we've actually run into any situation where somebody was stupid enough to do this in the real world. But my concern is, Sure, if somebody does something like this, the law's going to look at them and say, okay, you're transmitting out of band, that's illegal. You're transmitting on, you know, a commercial licensed operator, you're interfering with somebody, so there's another law you've broken. You're interrupting services, or you're causing panic, or you're doing this or that or the other thing. There's so many laws that come into play, um, you know, in the fact of, or when you look at GSM, you can say, hey, this person is intercepting or decrypting communications. Okay, so now we can hit him with something with the Privacy Act. There's so many laws that can pertain to that. And of course, it really has nothing to do with software-defined radio unless a lawmaker, a politician, or somebody else says, hey, why are we going after the individual for being out of band when instead we can go after them for the tool that they use? And that's where my real concern comes into play. What if a politician or a lawmaker sees somebody doing something stupid with software-defined radio and says, hey, that shouldn't be legal. Let's restrict the bandwidth on these SDRs. Or let's restrict the frequency range. Or even worse yet, let's make it so you can't sell a transmit-capable software-defined radio because we can't trust the general, po general populace to be safe with it. The fact of the matter is software-defined radio is an amazing tool. It's invaluable for amateur radio operators, um, experimenters, and just general security researchers. There's so much that you can do with it. And at the same time, it only takes one lawmaker or one politician to look at it and scrutinize it and say, hey, if we didn't have these, we wouldn't have to worry about such and such problem. And it doesn't matter if they're right. The fact is, if a politician wants to look at software-defined radio and say, hey, this is the reason that plane fell out of the sky, or this is the reason 500 people lost private information, 
there's going to be some negative recourse for that. And I believe that it's at the very least important to bring this conversation out into the light. We should have people talking about this because I would hate to see software-defined radio be, be restricted in one way, shape, or form, all because one person decided to do something stupid with it. Software-defined radio is absolutely amazing, and I want to make sure that it is here for future generations and years to come. All I'm saying is let's open a conversation, talk with one another, and make sure that we know what we're doing with software-defined radio is for the good of software-defined radio. My name is Corrosive. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, notes on everything we talked about today can be found at SignalsEverywhere.com podcast. And if you're interested in leaving a question or comment that you'd like me to read on the show, or perhaps you'd like to be a guest yourself, please head over to SignalsEverywhere.com podcast and look to the right of the page where you will find a contact form where you can quickly get in touch with me and we can set something up to get you on the next episode. So thank you all again. I appreciate you listening. If you'd like to help support the show, head over to patreon.com slash signals everywhere. Uh, you'll receive early access to the podcast as well as early access to YouTube videos on our channel, among other things, depending on what tier you sign up for. Funds raised are used to help pay for the software that I use for editing, such as Adobe Edition, Adobe Premiere, uh, web hosting, and many other things. And of course, I will see you all in the next one.